Right, ladies and gentlemen, I am very excited to be back with my token Jew, Rafi Farber. How's it going, mate? Gold coin Jew, gold coin Jew. The other ones are tokens. Now, that was going to be my surprise for you. I, ah, is that 10 shekels? 10 shekels? I, I've just invested in my first gold and silver. Um, oh, and, that's not yeah, that's from, whoa. From the British Mint. Yeah, it's a big, chunky Robin Hood silver one and a little dinky sort of tenth of an ounce thing. But I have started my stack since we last okay. spoke. And, um, and yeah. Can you just quickly tell us why this is a very good idea? I want to help you smash the Fed. Oh, that's great. I'm I'm sorry. I thought that was a 10 shekel coin. I, I got confused because the outside of a 10 shekel coin is silver and inside it's like a copper goldish thing. So it looked kind of like that and whatever. Okay. Anyway, why is, why is gold and silver so important? Okay. I'm going to put this as different. I've been thinking about this a lot in the past few days, actually. Um, okay. So look, we're, we're, we're on it. You, you could call it a sinking ship. You could call it a, a spaceship that's being taken over by the Borg deck by deck. Um, pharma has taken over um, it, the the medical system, the hospital system, um, and the big agriculture has taken over the, the nutrition system, the food system. Uh, crazy uh, non-academic wackos uh, have taken over the academic system and are teaching now that boys are not boys and girls are not girls and you can mutilate children. It's it's really it's getting to the point where it's where the evil is really raising its its terrifying head. And we're like, I, well, I hope this will just pass over. But meanwhile, the ship keeps burning and and. You have to, we have to figure out, we cannot like go to like, okay, so deck three is taken over by the academics. How do we solve that problem? Or my kid is learning gender affirming, whatever in the public school. How do we solve, how do I fix my specific public school? You, it, it, we can't do that anymore. But we have to recognize where, where the engine room is, where the warp core to this whole thing is. And it's in the money that is funding it all. Okay. The federal reserve or the bank of England or whatever central bank it is, prints the money, buys the debt from the government, the government buys off whatever deck it wants to take over, shoes a lot of money into that deck, and then and then captures it. That's how it works. So the engine to this entire thing is the money itself. We have to we have to destroy the currency and bring back real money. And once we do that, then all of all of the the infection taking place in whatever sector of society it is, they won't be able to be funded anymore and it will fall apart. That that does mean our society will fall apart necessarily the way it's structured now. And that's going to be very painful. But we have to all come together and realize what is what is causing all the rot. And that is the money itself. It's inflating everything and corrupting everything. And when you buy gold and silver, you're not only protecting yourself, you're dumping their money for real money and closing the window between gold and real money and then cutting off the funding for everything that they're doing. So by getting involved in buying gold and silver, I'm creating the demand for it, which is, yeah, turning my fake money, because all the other money I've ever had isn't real. It's backed by nothing and it's all a fiction and that whole not, thing. No, it's not, not exactly, not exactly. I, I like to be exact here because this is my field, okay? It's not exactly backed by nothing. It's backed by the amount, the amount of gold that you can still get for it, Okay. Um, it, it, money can never be backed by nothing because originally it was a receipt for gold and silver for real money. And that price chain must continue into the past in, a, in, a, in an unending continuum or else prices make no sense. So what we're trying to do is, is not create demand for gold, but destroy the demand for their currency that they use to inflate, to peddle their influence everywhere. So mm -hmm. what you're saying is conceptually true. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just trying to, uh, to refine it um in, in in a way that that we can see that that we're not creating demand for gold we're destroying demand for their currency and we're it's not backed by nothing you're just you're 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 throwing in your receipts because you want the real thing back because you've had enough of this crap mm. yeah i'll tell you what made me sort of sit up and be quite serious about this because it was you know there in the back of my mind ooh i should buy some gold and silver because i know that's a sensible thing to do i've sort of been there for years and then stepped into overdrive when I watched what happened with the crypto bros the last few years, it's kind of been sold as this bright new hope. And then I think I think Forex was really the peak of a load of scams that sort of built up to this mega scam. And that for me, it kind of demonstrated this, this disconnect between 
fake AI models, which we'll get onto with, you know, climate and COVID, um, all of this stuff that isn't real is like a pipe dream and it's a false dream and there's a lot of charlatans selling it. And you cannot say that about gold and silver. So that was like, that was why I was like, okay, there is no convincing argument against it. It's the start of that chain, as you said. Yeah, time time to start. So yeah, happy to be in it. And I hope we um hope we do smash it all. We will. We will. It's inevitable. It just it depends how much pain we have to endure before it happens. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I do see so much of this as inevitable now. That has been, I think my worldview for a while is we're watching the collapse of a whole load of systems that have become untenable because they're all built on lies or built on sand, if you want to take the parable for it. Um, and they're already basically in free fall. So what are simple things you can do to get out of that? Well, yeah, that's one of them, growing fruit and veg or knowing the person who's supplying your food, stuff like that. People who I know who are awake to what's been going on are all gradually moving in that direction anyway. Is that is that the same for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing that um, people are learning in my community. They're learning um, uh, ritual animal slaughter so they can provide their own meat. Um, there's a lot of people that have their own chickens. I'm growing my own vegetables. So it's happening. It's happening. I don't know if it's happening fast enough, but there's no enough. People will move however fast they move. And uh, whenever it happens, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Before we get on to the real meat of today, which is, yeah, that Joseph Mm -hmm. conversation (laughs) recently. um, Yeah. Let's just talk about like the situation vis-a-vis like COVID, the sleeping masses, various things seeming to come out in the media. Like Joe Rogan is the biggest podcast in the world, and it's fairly regular that he now has someone who's sort of basically one of us on. I think there's probably been about six or seven like decent high profile against all of this bullshit people now. So I feel like we're in a weird place where, well, a huge amount of people know about this. And mm-hmm. like stuff is slowly happening, but it's certainly certainly nothing dramatic. I haven't seen anything dramatic my end. Uh, right. So it's not exactly dramatic uh, as much as um, I do see a certain gelling of the people. Like like in 2020, March 2020, we were all like smacked upside the head in an attack that we didn't even realize was an attack at the time, or at least I didn't. I mean, I woke up a, pretty fast, a lot faster than most people. I woke up after two weeks. I said two weeks flat on the curve. Fine. That's it. That's it. Uh, you know, I'll give you two weeks, and then I fi- I figured it out very fast. Um, so the the p the at, so at the beginning we were like dazed and confused, and now we're starting to communicate with each other. If something like this were to happen again, we would know exactly where to go, who to turn to, who to talk to, uh, and we would we wouldn't be starting from scratch again. So now I'm um, I'm seeing. Uh, for example, like one of the, one of the podcasts that I've been listening to a lot and I listen to Joe Rogan when he has, I don't listen to him all the time. It's three hours, <laughs> but, um, and I'm not always interested in all of his guests, but RFK junior that I listened to that whole thing. Um, because RFK, and it's not about him winning it, Forget about this fantasy of him winning the presidency and like turning everything around and saving humanity. That's not going to happen. What, what he's, what he is able to do is activate more people so that when this system does fall, there will be more people to catch, you know, whatever's left of it and rebuild something. That's that's his job, I think. And like, I'm not discounting a, a possible miracle. Maybe he could win. But even if he does, the system still has to collapse. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, what I'm seeing with him is he's bringing up the the the, um, the issue of, ch- of childhood. Um, I'm not even sure. Is this going on YouTube? No, 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 go mad. No, okay, so I can I can say what I want. Yeah. Okay, absolutely. so he's so he's bringing up the issue of childhood vaccines, um, and the the very simple simple fact, and this I didn't even realize this uh, at the beginning, like uh, that none of them, none of them have been tested against a placebo, zero, and then you say, how the hell is that possible? And you look and you look into it, and you're like, I guess it's true. Because what they do is they test one they test one vaccine against a previous vaccine, which was tested against a previous vaccine, which was never tested against anything because it was in the 1930s and the FDA didn't give a shit. <laughs> hmm. uh, so it's it's turtles all the way down. That's the that's the name of the book. It doesn't the book doesn't matter. Um, 
the, the book, if you if you want to read more about this, it's called Turtles All the Way Down. The name of the book, it's uh it's written by Israelis, actually. Yeah. Um again, yeah. Jews are at this Jews are at the center of this whole thing on both sides. It's the same thing every time. Um, and it, now his now RFK's uh RFK's like going back into like 1980s, 1970s with these vaccines and saying it's not just COVID. COVID grew out of something. This was just the most egregious expression of an evil that has been growing for decades. Mm. And and now his word is being spread to um people like uh like Brett and Heather. Uh, Heather Hying and Brett Weinstein, who are evolutionary biologists, very like orthodox uh, thinkers before this whole COVID thing. And, um, and you know, general uh, classical liberal people, uh, sort of socialist leanings. But now, now Heather is like looking into what JRFK Jr. had said, like, there's never been placebo testing. And then she's like, and, I, and she's like, she looked into it. And she said, 10 years, well, 10 years ago, if somebody said that autism causes vaccines, I would have been like, just shut up. And, and that's what I would have been too. I like, just, I don't want to hear like, you're whatever, you know, moon landing. It's not, I'm not into that. And then all of a sudden she says, my God, this is true. And I'm a, I'm a scientist. I didn't see this. It's just amazing how they can fool you so subtly and it can last for decades and fool everybody. That, so I'm starting to see people wake up to that, that it's not just COVID. It's like the people that were awake it's not that it's it's not necessarily that more people are waking up, but but even more important is that the people that are awake are realizing how deep the rot goes. And that's what's important because we are the leaders of whatever society is going to come out of this mess. Mm. And the more we know, the more we can be rebuild from the root. Um, that it's a very good sign. We don't need a majority. I don't even know how I don't even know if we need 10%. I don't whatever the number is, it's not 50% plus one. We just need a a a, a good group that is awake. That has skills, that has that has that have minds, and that have courage to to lead whatever is left after this collapse. Yeah, I think that percentage figure actually doesn't matter because I've thought about that for years. Like, what is it? Is it five? Is it thirteen? Where where are we at? There's no way to gauge this. Um, but I don't think we're in conflict with the other side anymore. I think they're basically on a trajectory, and then yes, we and divorced. We're divorced. Exactly. So it, those numbers almost don't matter because, yeah, we already described it. Like their thing is inevitably going to collapse anyway, and it's our job to make sure we're as best prepared um, already when that happens. So, I mean, yeah, for for quite a while, I felt like it kind of doesn't matter if they hit us with another thing that's as huge as COVID, because as you said, I know exactly where I'm at now. I've spent my whole like life for the past couple of years making really valuable connections because we're in an emergency and we're still in it, even if it doesn't kind of look like we're in it. Um, but I listened to that whole RFK one as well. And I barely listened to Rogan, but that was, that was essential. Yeah. I, I didn't realize vaccines caused all the autism. That was pretty horrible to learn. That, that that's not that's not the point. Maybe the may, the point is maybe they do, maybe they don't. The point is we don't know. <laughs> that's the point. We yeah. don't know. Well, I mean, as you sit on this stuff intuitively, as all this information came out, I feel like common sense just always prevails. So I'm kind of obsessively eating seasonal fruit and veg. At the moment, I got a calendar which tells me what's in season and I'm trying new things every month. And that's like a real like priority <laughs> for me wow. now, because I'm hearing about, you know, people that are are vaccinated. It's not so much about what their vaccine injuries are. It's about how they interpret illness when they're ill. They go, oh, I don't know what's wrong with me. Better check with the doctor. And I'm now so distrusting of that. It's like, oh, my stomach hurts. Well, that will be because I ate that. Right. I'm, I'm I'm now like plugged in, you know, I'm not going to go to someone else to be like, what's wrong with me unless I truly can't figure it out. Um, and I think that other section of society has just abdicated all sense of personal responsibility. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, yeah. At, at this point, the only reason I would go to a hospital is like for a hardware problem, like uh, my bone is broken. I need them to like just reset it and 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 that's it. You know, the, they, they, they can do hardware. That's it. Nothing else. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. So I don't know. I, I maybe did you have a sense that something was coming before 2020? I mean, you said you weren't like a conspiracy guy. 
and neither was I this far down these various rabbit holes, but um, I had a feeling that stuff was getting worse. Yeah. 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 I, I had a feeling that's well, look, um, I've been in, the, I've been into the end game and knowing that this is going to end uh, for, for a long time, for probably since like 2012 when I found Ron Paul and like, I, I understood and things started falling into place, but until 2020, it was, it was mostly conceptual. Like, yes, I know that it's going to happen. And it's like over there right now I have my life here. And then all of a sudden 2020 happened and like, bam, I was like, wait, this it's, it's happening. Like it's, this is it now. And, you know, we're, we're like in a, we're, we're in a, we're in a lull where like we we're we're still talking about this stuff because we 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 know we we both know why we're talking about it because it's changed our lives forever and it's going to shape the rest of our lives um it's it's not it's not going to change back ever we know where we are now um and so no matter how long it takes from here uh it's going to be it's going to be prep it's going to be gelling it's going to be uh communicating um and it's this this is what it's going to be so um did i I remember this comment I made to, to my, to my friend. Um, and I was like, I, it, his name is Josh. And I was like, I was like, uh, you know, we're all into like preventing the next Holocaust and making sure never again. I was like, and then everyone was falling for it. And then I said, Josh, like all they had to do was say it's a virus. That's, that's it. That's all they had to do. And he's like, yeah, it seems it was that simple. Yeah. I, I, I think it's absolutely mind blowing because it's like the scale of the lie is is what makes it believable it's like well they wouldn't lie about something on that scale well that's what makes it it's such a big trick and like this was the communication breakdown the other night and this was the communication breakdown that i had with joseph and also that i'm having with you know everyone that doesn't see mm. the world the way that i do but it was like i'm only interested in having discussions I found it really interesting the other night when he said, um, I don't think there's really anywhere we can go with this conversation. Because I think for you and me and basically anyone that I'm interested in talking to, there isn't an end to like, we couldn't really run out of things to talk about. You could take it any which way you want. Um, but if you don't see what happened, there's something so fundamentally missing. And, and I do think it's really important to kind of hammer it from that holocaust perspective because if you haven't learned that lesson then what in the hell is the point in all that education i think it is it's a really valid point and i do i do remember basically saying in 2020 or 2021 i don't know if i heard it off someone else but they they were saying like we're we're the jews right now basically Mm -hmm. the jews of the 40s that's us right now it was, it was so apt. So yeah, let's skip across to, you know, Joseph, how'd you find that? Right. Okay. It's basically what I, uh, what I expected. And, and look, I don't think Joseph is a bad guy. He's, he's, he's trying to stand up for the good that he believes in. It's just that he doesn't see the evil that is out there. He's blind to it. He doesn't see it. Um, now I think that the, the most, the, the most perfect expression of that was at the end uh, when when I, I said I want to ask you I want to ask you a simple question like if it had come to the point the Israeli authorities were knocking on my door and saying well we have to take your kids away because you're you're not vaccinating them you're a danger to your children and then we're gonna have to take you to a separate quarantine camp so you don't infect your kids and we're gonna separate your family and if you don't you know we're gonna shoot you because you're a danger to society okay and then I said would you have would you have like stood up then publicly not worrying about alienating your audience as if that's the most important thing to you what a bunch of bullshit mm. anyway sorry but but like would you would you have would you have stopped it then so here's what he said and this is important because it shows you that he's still got his very narrow laser focused tunnel vision on this and he said well if uh, there's a people that that the government is after whoever is after because of a, there are a certain ethnic group and they're told that they're an inferior race and all the other tropes that the Nazis said about the Jews and whatever then yeah I'll stand up but if it's a if it's a a, a pandemic and the science says which and he says the science didn't say but if the science says that the unvaccinated are a danger to other people then then there's a reason to quarantine you and then he's saying yeah I wouldn't so I wouldn't stand up 
the implication is, yeah, he wouldn't stand up if the science would say that it's okay to quarantine people and separate them from their children. So what he's essentially saying, he's broadcasting to the government or to power brokers, to whoever is in charge of policy, whatever, as long as you don't say it's about race, you can do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> that's that's what he's saying. Well, and, and I won't stop you because you can just say the science says do this. And then and then and then I'll just say, like, I'm not an expert, so I don't know. And I'll just let whatever happens happen. Mm. Well, he say, he say he's saying, please attack these weak group of people and just use this excuse and I'll shut up. It's that's what he's broadcasting. See, I, I wondered whether you noticed it took me a while to sort of twig like, OK, what's going on here? And start to, I had to watch him in, in his content a fair bit to get, oh, right, all his arguments are basically from the far left and he's got the far right as like a boogeyman. And these two do have each other as as boogeymen and they kind of like to make videos about how evil one another are. Like they're the fascists, they're the communists. So if he wasn't Jewish, he would just be doing this from an anti-racist perspective but he's doing it from a Jewish perspective. So he uses a whole load of examples that of people that don't really talk about Jews and Zionism as examples of like far right figures because they're very against immigration. And it's all kind of like one thing, but he's sort of using it for Zionism, I guess. It, I, but, but I think the fundamental point is, is that like, if you don't understand it, then you don't understand it. And the poor lad, he does think he's cleverer than he is because he said to you at one point, that clearly went over your head, what I was doing there. No, and it didn't he, at all. He, I knew exactly what he was doing. Exactly. Was and I, I knew what he was doing as well. And the point for you and me is like, we're perfectly allowed to get offended by things that offend us. And like, I'm allowed to argue for things that I believe in. I do not believe that the word anti-Semitism is being used legitimately or correctly. And, and that's why I've sort of become his like nemesis as such, is because what the Jews are up to is not a specialist subject of mine. But people charged with anti-Semitism, I'm, I'm fascinated by because I think it's an affront to our free speech rights. So I kind of, mm -hmm. I'm a bit of an expert in all the people that Joseph has gone after, but I don't really know that much about like, Gaza and so on. <laughs> so, yeah. so he's misdiagnosed the problem, I think. So uh, another another thing about about his way of thinking that is related to him not seeing the whole COVID fiasco as the be uh, as the same train that we were on to Auschwitz that just didn't go as far. Right, it was the same direction, same same tactics, different script, but you know, same tracks. Okay, mm -hmm. so it, it, when he says um, when when I when I say something like. I believe Jews are responsible for anti-Semitism. Um, and he says, you can't say that. That's, uh, you know, we're innocent. Well, yeah, I see what he's saying. Like, uh, but I'm I'm making like a, a, a more global point here, right? We are the people of the book and the entire Bible from Genesis, from the beginning to the end of it is basically God saying, you, you made a deal with me. You follow what I say or I will have you killed. And here's the story of that. Okay? And if you screw up, I'm going to I'm going to make everybody else kill you. That's what that's what the Bible is. It's the entire thing from the beginning to the end. So that the general message is if we want to stop anti-semitism, stop behaving badly. It's our fault. I'm I'm not excusing you know, Jew murderers for what they're doing because oh, it's fine if you do that now because we're behaving bad. I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm uh, I'm saying like J Joe, you got to change your perspective here and mm. understand what is happening. And the message of the Bible is not like when Egyptians enslave you and throw your babies into the Nile, you pick at them and you know wave Jewish flags at them and say you know we we'll stand up for our rights. No, like it, you, uh, I'm sorry, I like uh, I've had all these ideas that I wanted to say to you, but um, but look, there's a reason that we ended up in Egypt, okay. And I'm not saying like like God punished us as like like a con like we would imagine like a father punishes a son like with a consciousness like uh, God says oh they did this now I'm going to do that a cause and effect that's not how God works it's not the spiritual chemistry right what happened was very simply the the children of Israel in Genesis the children of Jacob they sold their brother into slavery 
into Egypt. So what do you think is going to happen? There's a promise that the family has to survive because that's God's promise to Abraham. So then, okay, so so Joseph's in Egypt. God's got to protect him, right? So what does he do? He he rises him up into the government, and now he's in charge of the Egyptian government. And you know you know the whole Joseph story. So what happens then? Well, Joseph is all powerful now because he's protected. And now there's a there's a famine, and now the whole family has to go to, to Joseph. And you see how these things are evolving naturally. Like, there's a problem here. There's a knot in the spiritual fabric, and God has to like sort of untie it in a way that is kind of inconvenient. And it mm-hmm. ends up with the entire Egyptian people being enslaved by a Jewish guy, and it's not good for them. And then what do you have? You have anti-Semitism, okay? The anti-Semitism is these Egyptians say, well, we have to pay 20% taxes to Pharaoh, right? Oh, but the Jews don't because they get their they get their food from Joseph. I mean, he's in the government. That sucks. And then a new Pharaoh comes up and says, I've had enough of this shit. These damn Jews, they're not paying any taxes. We're going to enslave them and get our money back, okay? And then, mm-hmm. then, then, and then they take it a little bit too far. Okay, they take it too far, and they throw our babies into the Nile. And then God says, "Okay, enough is enough. I'm getting them out." That's the blueprint for all of Jewish history in the entire world from then on. That's mm-hmm. exactly what happens. The Jews do take over the government because that's the Joseph story, and it's also the Esther story. But it's not. It's not like we're trying. It's not like there's a conspiracy here of a Jewish conspiracy to take over the world. It's just how the spiritual fabric of the world is set up. Yeah, but would you interpret it as, yeah, it's a natural result of Jews that turn away from their faith? Yeah, if you sell your brother into slavery, shit's going to happen. I'm sorry. Well, it, it is interesting because basically my diagnosis of it is that there's only really two positions when it comes to, I guess, what's labeled the Jewish question, which is, you know, talking about the Jewish influence on world history. Um you're not really allowed to do that in the UK if you're like a public figure. You're never allowed to make the connection that it's Jews that have done something, good or bad. But you're not allowed to sort of point at Jews as a group and say they've done this or they're doing this because that makes you an anti-Semite. And that means that anyone who does talk about what Jews or Zionists or even the state of Israel, and it all gets muddled up, yeah, that's the problem. Um, I, you know, I the reason that Joseph's got a bee in his bonnet about me is because I've interviewed hundreds of people, and a handful of those people are people that think that the Jews are behind everything. That doesn't mean that I do, but I have like spoken to some of these people, and I am actually like really concerned about that being the only option for people because if you if you've got this, it's not just Joseph. That is causing it. He's just like very, very passionate about this as an issue. But we very recently had both party leaders in the UK, the Prime Minister Rishi Sunak and the leader of the opposition, Keir Starmer, like coming out saying how they're gonna they're gonna fight the scourge of anti-Semitism because it's been a particularly tough year for tough couple of years for Jews. It's a very difficult time at the moment. And I'm I'm like scratching my head, going, why? Like, what's the <laughs> and but this to me is like evidence of something. They both signed letters to the board of deputies of British Jews to promising to do something about Roger Waters. And I'm just like, this is this is nuts. You can't say that like there's no Jewish influence. And if you say there is Jewish influence, then you get called an anti-Semite and like you're not allowed on the stage anymore. Like it's clearly there is my perspective. I'm not even saying it's good or evil. It's just like you rumbled, basically. You've been found out. We know you're there. So can we have a chat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, look, it's it's it, I just want to reframe this for a second. Um, it's OK. So just just to frame it logically. OK. You you said in our in our last talk like the the Jewish influence on whatever sector chemistry physics art yeah. uh, his literature what whatever it might be is peculiarly large and it is if you just look at the statistics it is except for maybe sports okay yeah. um, and and then so then then you come so okay so there's nothing bad about art there's nothing bad about literature. There's nothing bad about philosophy. There's nothing bad about 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 chemistry or whatever you know, physics, Einstein, whatever. There's nothing. It's that's all good. That's all human progress. Wonderful. And 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 we say, oh, Jews, we're so proud, and we're and we're we're so overrepresented. We're such we're so amazing. Ra ra, sis boom ba, we're so amazing. Okay, but then you, <laughs> that it follows that that uh, Jews are also very good at government. 
Okay. And what does that mean? Well, people that go into government, not all the time, but generally speaking, probably 95, 99% of the time, they're bad. Mm-hmm. Even if they, even if they think that they're they're they have good intention at the beginning, they will be corrupted. And then they will try to figure out a way to stay in the system and get more powerful and more powerful. And they will get worse and worse the higher they get. That's mm-hmm. with everybody, not just with, not just with Jews. The higher they get, the worse they are. That's what Hayek said. The worse get on top. And uh, in the road to serfdom, I think it was the worst, almost by definition, get on top. So mm-hmm. if the worst get on top and Jews are really good at being the best at whatever field they're in, then they're going to be the best at being in the government and they're going to get on top and then they're going to influence. That's yeah. just a logical conclusion. Well, yeah, and this is why it's so important for um, Jews that aren't involved in any evil shit to have a conversation, a public conversation about Jews who are and like denounce it, because otherwise we end up in this situation, which is not looking good. Like, I think, you know, you, me and Joseph actually just don't want to see that as a narrative continue this just this this is an issue i'd rather just get things out in the truth you know like you know that soros is up to stuff but that doesn't mean he's like working alongside everyone else who's at the synagogue and i just yeah and i do get i i get frustrated by it so it is it is good to talk about it but there's some it's that word anti-semitism it's just used to batter people and i think that People have now asked questions about what happened to Jeremy Corbyn. I know that you don't really know British politics, but he was he was essentially called a Jew hater and he wasn't allowed to be the head of the Labour Party. And now a few years later, people are like, OK, what, what was that? What happened? You know, OK, I don't I don't know. I did. I have heard about some disturbing things in the Labour Party and, and bias oh, against yeah. Jews and stuff. I don't really have much of an opinion on it because I don't really focus on my attention on it. So I don't really know what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if there are actually anti-Semites, whatever that term means, or people who have a negative bias towards Jews in the Labour Party. But I, it's not really my feel. I don't know what what happened there. <laughs> That's the thing. I'm no expert in it as well. So I can't talk authoritatively. It's never been my party. They're a bunch of weird communists. And mm-hmm. that is pretty, you know, that's our fundamental agreement on this. So are you are you an anarcho Jew from a religious perspective? Like this is from what you believe from a religious perspective is the state is not to be trusted, you know? Yes. Yes. Uh, there, this, this is not like a dominant position in Judaism at all. Um, it's not like there's like a sect of anarcho Jews that I, I'm a part of or a head of like, I know I'm just a lone wolf. Um, and I know the sources and uh, I interpret them as I interpret them. And, you know, it's like, it's sort of like, it's sort of like the vaccine debate when you say, when you say something like, did you know that vaccines are never, you know, tested against placebo? And you're like, well, I guess you're right from the sources. That's true. I can't deny that. And so when I say, did you know that there are anarchic sources in Judaism? And and I show it to them and like, yeah, I guess that's true. They're just not dominant, right? Well, why would they be dominant? I mean, we've been in exile for 2000 damn years and we're not like we haven't been discussing well how, how are we going to structure a jewish government when we get back like we never had these discussions and now it's like it's like okay so this this is how i read history since the holocaust well something something horrible happened and then and you know we're not really ready to come back together as a people and organize how we're supposed to be and so god said look i can't let this go on anymore and if i let you continue in exile you're just going to get completely murdered so here come back home and uh, and you know fix up some stuff. And when you're ready for me to come back, give me a call. Like I'm not here right now. Just like you figure it out over there. Uh, so that's what's happening. We have all our problems here in Israel, and we're trying to figure out what we're supposed to be doing here, and we haven't figured it out yet. And meanwhile, we're pissing off the rest of the world. Mm, yeah, I mean, you you. It was good. A lot of people said it was great to hear about like get the tax money you know, out of Israel, we don't want this because it's causing resentment. I mean, you say we don't want this. I think you're completely correct, but it does all come from this sort of anarchist perspective of like taxation is theft. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then, sorry. And then Joseph says, just says, well, what about the Palestinians? And what about all the other countries? I'm like, they have nothing to do with me. Like yeah. he's, he's coming from the perspective of, oh, but then it wouldn't be fair if, if Israel doesn't get any money, but Jordan gets money. I'm like, that's not the point, man. Just get it out of here. <laughs> Yeah, Stop th- contaminating this place. Th- this is the thing. I think his starting point is socialism. He's basically a di- he's probably raised like a left wing unions socialist. And so 
he brought this up that equality as long as equality is the goal that we're all striving towards then i've got something to work with with far left anti-semitism and it's like well i don't think that equality is even possible because people are different heights and weights and have different aptitudes and speak different languages and all of this stuff so equality like you're never going to get it and it is it is actually i think it's the enemy um, what's your perspective on the political compass? Because I saw someone in Speaker's Corner in Hyde Park presenting a very interesting idea. So have you got any thoughts on, you know, the the political compass with its four quadrants, if you know what I mean? Oh, you mean you mean left, right, authoritarian, uh, libertarian? Is that the compass? But basically, yeah, you got you got two axes and one is... Also... Just, just remind me how it's structured and then I'll, I'll That's remember it. You've you've got like conservative to liberal, I think, on one axis, mm -hmm. um, as in traditionalist um, to yeah, <laughs> pride braids, um, right. and and then the other axis is authoritarian to libertarian. And I met this guy that pointed out that it's it's actually a triangle. These are not this is not organized correctly because you've kind of got you've got three sets of values here at, at play. You've got the people that want equality, who are communists, they want everything shared and redistributed so that everyone has enough and there are no rich people and we eat the rich. The libertarians and anarchists, they want ultimate freedom. They want no states. They want um, to be able to do what they want with what they have with no limits. So freedom is the priority there. And then with the conservatives, it's about tradition, basically, or holding on to what you already have, not seeing what you've already got get trashed so they can look at the anarchists and libertarians and say well you're just like you know you think all sex should be allowed and all drugs should be allowed so you're degenerate and the communists over here also they you know it's part of Marx's yeah. doctrine that you've got to destroy the family and religion and all that so his thesis was that the problem is that the anarchists and the traditionalists haven't realized that they both oppose equality which is communism which is this huge i think however you diagnose what our problems are it looks a lot like communism it was basically a communist hellhole when we were in lockdown mm -hmm. so you got a perspective on that where am i on the political compass it's hard for me to define that because um my sets of val my set of values comes from something else it comes from jewish sources in torah um, and they're, they're, you know, look, the, the Talmud is full of these arguments about these exact topics. Like, there's, you know, rabbis in one side, rabbis on another side. You know, for example, there's um, the, 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 maybe the two, uh, not most famous, but the two famous rabbis who argue all the time, they have schools, schools of thought called Beit Hill and Beit Shammai. There's Hill and Shammai. And they're, 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 Hillel is like a Mishnaic rabbi who's more liberal, open personality, um, accepting, um, more accepting of, of, of converts. Um, and, and Shammai is more like the strict, um, very like sexually closed. Like if, you know, he, he doesn't say you shouldn't have sex, but if you're going to have sex, minimize the pleasure. Um, and it's only for having children and it's better to do it with your clothes on. So you don't get too into it. And then Hillel's like, and Hillel's more like, enjoy yourself. You know, you have a wife, have fun. Um, and it's it's not like the Talmud shuts either of these perspectives down. The point is like you're gonna have people on both sides of this, and you're gonna have to figure out how to live together. Um, so I, I take I take the Torah as a starting point. Like, okay, sexual morality, um, yeah, no pride parades. I understand that some people are gay, um, and there's nothing I can do about that. Uh, so just you know, just you can come out of the closet if you want. Just keep it in the bedroom. All right. Um, and it's not, it, it should not be an ideal. You shouldn't parade it around like it's an ideal. I'm not going to try to hurt you. Um, I mean, my but, thoughts on that one, because like there is a religious perspective in there. I believe in, in God and the Bible, certainly. It seemed to just, yeah, it's got more knowledge than anything else I can find. Um, and so, but that, that question of homosexuality has been, it's been kind of, interesting to wrestle with and i've i've kind of split it off into same-sex attraction exists and i don't think there's anything you can do about it because they've tried a whole bunch of horrible techniques involving electrodes and stuff like that i don't i think however it's caused well you, you, you know 
to, to, to bring that into, into contemporary conversation that we're having now, yeah, they tried a whole bunch of electrodes and whatever, but you know what? We're injecting our kids with all this shit. We don't know what it does to them. Well, yeah, no, absolutely right. I mean, we live in the worst possible time for experimenting on children. Because I've gone, I've interviewed people about the trans stuff as well, and I really do see it as one big issue. Though, or those are those are so similar that I find it very strange when someone is like really hardcore against um, child transitioning, but they don't understand the vaccine issue, or the other way around. because I, that's what I see it as. It see it as like people that have been pumped full of this fear from the media and their smartphones, and then they've been sold this medical solution to that fear, and it's just it's a horror show. Mm. Yeah. So, well, the, these are these are the sheep, and uh, they've been led astray, and uh, we are the shepherds, and we've got to figure out how to get the herd back together so that they don't jump off of a cliff. Mm. So, I mean, you, you, I found it really interesting, your disagreements with Joseph, um, because you know what you're talking about. You study this really, really deeply. So it's this idea of you guys being a light to the nations, yet there mm-hmm. is the state of Israel, which um, you could, you can argue is misbehaving. And, and you just have this distinction that it's like, this is not, yeah what i'm involved in but the jewish people still have a responsibility to be a light and and it's kind of like you know i enjoy talking to you and i'd like to like learn more about this banking collapse that's an example i would have thought of you being a light to me i'm learning about something that like jewish people tend to be an expert in these money issues so i'm gonna see what rafi's saying about that that's sort of a small example of it but talk about this light to the nation's um, oh well, light, light onto light onto the nations. Well, uh, okay. So look, ideally, um, look, there's 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 two legal systems in the Torah. Um, there's there's one for Jews and one for Gentiles, one for Goyim. Uh, the one for Goyim is called Noahism. Uh, the the assumption is that Noah Noah after the flood got seven commandments. Um, six of these are listed to Adam and one was added after the flood. Uh, it's, uh, you believe in one God, no idolatry, sexual morality, courts. Um, I always, I I can never remember all seven of them. Um, uh, no murder, no stealing and no eating a limb off of a live animal. Those are the seven things that you're supposed to be following. Okay. And then, uh, you know, to bring Christianity into it. There's this whole argument uh, because we had to deal with it in Europe. Is Christianity considered idolatry? Is it not? Are they following the seven Noah laws? Are they not? And and like this is argued in Talmud. We don't. There's no like hard conclusion. There's some people on one side, some people on the other side. Uh, some rabbis on one side, some rabbis on the other side. And um, uh, so basically, like the ideal is that we have a society in Israel where we're living in our land and not bothering anybody. And we're functioning well, and people and and you know the the Gentiles look at us and like, wow, this people they're like really they're really doing well, like they're very wise, and look at how they live. And then you're supposed to come to us and say, well, what should we do? And we're supposed to be like, hey, here's seven laws. Why don't you follow them? And then uh, <laughs> and then you like the the, the Gentiles are they're, they're supposed like Isaiah says this. You're supposed to all come to the temple and celebrate with us. Um, some of the holidays and, you know, and we're supposed to be like this nation of priests to the world to demonstrate how a society should basically be run. Um, not that, not that anyone is converting to Judaism. We have our 613, you have our seven, but, but we're supposed to just be an example for how a society should be run. And obviously we're failing at that right now, but we're stuck here until we figure it out until uh, something happens where we have no choice, but to return to God because any other path is death. (laughs) Well, that's the thing is that like the the whole IHRA definition is all about like if you single Israel out more than other nations, then you're an anti-Semite. And I think it's actually very it's reasonable for you to be doing that because like that's your belief system and these are your people. And you made that point. But um, oh, every nation's failing. Every government is failing. Um, We're all in this situation. It would be absolutely ridiculous for me to point over there and say like, ah, oh, well, it's so much worse over there. 
except it was kind of used as a testing ground and a petri dish. Israel ran away faster than anything else. So yeah, you're right that it looks like you know stuff is very very misaligned if you're supposed to be a light to the nations and and it's used as a petri dish for Pfizer. But we are in better yeah. times now than that. Like, yeah, yeah. This this woke us up and it w- it woke me up. I wasn't I wasn't aware of of all this stuff going on. And um, look, if if you're if you're already on a tr- if you're already in a search for truth and you're hit with something that shocks you. But you are in a search for truth. You'll you'll face it. You'll face it, and uh, you're facing it. I'm facing it. A lot of us are facing it, and a lot of us are just refusing to. And that's where the divorce is. Yeah, it's just it feels like we're in a in like a waiting lounge between chapters at the moment. That's genuinely how mm-hmm. I feel. Is that you had this huge thing and then we're getting fed a bunch of news stories there's something about a submarine that's missing at the moment with some billionaires on it that yeah the the, the that other section of humanity seems to be <laughs> we're missing a submarine with billionaires on it <laughs> it just yeah, sounds have like you heard, a... have you heard this yeah yeah i i heard it but i i intentionally try to ignore the news every so often i see like a headline in a red flashing i was like missing submarine and i was like oh titanic okay well i, I don't know okay i hope they find that- it that's the thing I've I because I was covering the news like every day during lockdown because I was trying to pick it apart. I was an obsessive news person because I knew I was being lied to. And now I'm completely, you know, in the habit of not watching any of these lies. So I've still got people coming to me and going, what's your perspective on the submarine then? I'm like, it sounds like a case of fucked around and found out to me. Um, but <laughs> but. It's yeah, it's strange because I've now got a reputation as someone that knows what's going on while I'm actively like, no, I don't know what's going on at all. This is the first I've heard of it from you. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's it's hard to stay informed when I'm when I'm scared to even even open up any mainstream media news page. I'm like, oh, okay. Just like, what shit am I gonna read now? I can't I can't handle this. And then okay, fine. Headline, enough, enough, okay, done. <laughs> Well, it's about what's important and what's not important. Uh, I've like increasingly, I'd like to get off Twitter and Telegram as well, which are basically my only two. I've got an Instagram as well, but I, I think, I, I think even though I'm not that old, I'm too old for it. I've never understood it. People send me reels and all the different ways you can play with Instagram, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know. It just doesn't work for me. So Twitter and Telegram are the only ones that do Telegram because it's just it's just yeah. free. But even then, I'm like, these things wind me up. They make me angry. There's only like negative updates on it. And even if you subscribe to something positive, you kind of go, yeah, this is a bit inauthentic. I don't like this, these photos yeah. of or whatever. So, I yeah, I, I mean, I mentioned it with gold and silver versus crypto at the beginning. I just think increasingly screens are... One of the worst, I, I think they've caused this. I think the obsession with watching things on screens, obviously we're communicating through screens now, but it's kind of like, that's that's like one of those tiny necessary things that I still use a screen for. And mm-hmm. I just, have you found this at all? Like, do you watch TV in the way that you used to? Like, no, but I, 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 don't, I don't watch TV. Um, I don't have a TV. Yeah, good man. <laughs> but yeah. uh uh, but I've just, I, I've, just, the writing of anything is just, it's, it's shallow and silly and stupid. Um, not everything. I'm sure there's, there's some good movie. You know, I saw, I saw a good movie. I saw Bo- Boiling Point. You see that? It's British, no. British film. It was really good. Is it recent? Yeah. Yeah. It was actually made a, like right before the first lockdowns. It was good. You should watch it. Awesome. Um, uh, so yeah, screens, um, that's just that's that's the world that we're communicating in, and there's no escaping it. Um, look, we we always we have to strike a balance between what is driving us crazy and the communication that we have to engage in, mm. and that's a that's a balance. And when when you feel yourself getting wound up, uh, you know, take a walk, relax, have a real conversation with somebody, in you know, in the flesh, and um, don't forget that you're human, right? Uh, it's like, um, like, you know, I've, I have, for example, I've, I have chickens in, in my backyard 
and they connect me back with what I am. I, you know, I'm I'm just like a hairless ape like you. Uh, you know, millions of years of evolution that brought me to here, and somewhere along that path of evolution, like we raised chickens and domesticated them, and now they give us eggs. But instead of getting it from the store, I can reconnect with my past ancestors who raised chickens and like, Oh yeah. That, like I'm an ape. I, I can't forget that. I'm just mm-hmm. a monkey. Um, you know, an intelligent one with a connection to God. Yes. Um, but to get, to get back to who you are, you got to do human things. And this is, this is not human. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a reflection. It's a derivative of human activity, but it's yep. not really human activity. Well, yeah, exactly. It's, it's anything that involves your hands, hands-on physical yeah. work like clearly you're further along this path than I am you've already got your own chickens so you're very in that in that cycle but um I mean you sent me a video earlier today uh, basically about would we call it the modeling it's the way that these projected numbers which aren't real are used to justify all of the crap against us so remember that they're they're like spells all of these graphs yeah these predictions yeah I mean, it's all it's all a magic trick yeah it's a, and it, i can i can i can that, that video i sent you i can i can explain it in very like very simple um parable or, or or example and i'm sure you've probably done this when you were a kid right you're told um to pick a number any number uh, one through one through nine and then multiply it by nine okay so let's say you pick seven and then you multiply it by nine. Then you say, oh, take those two numbers and add them together. 67 times nine is 63. So you add six and three, you get nine. And then you say, subtract five. Then you end up with four. Uh, and then you're like, oh, pick a, if if your, if your number is one, say a, start, a word that starts with A, two is B, three is A, so D. Pick a country that starts with D. Most people pick Denmark. And then take the second letter of that country, pick an animal, take an animal. Most people pick elephant. And then you say, oh, there are no elephants in Denmark. And you're like, oh my God, how did you know that that's exactly what I was thinking about? Well, because if you multiply anything by nine, the 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 number the numbers of the 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 sum of the two numbers is going to be nine. <laughs> mm. It's always going to be that way. And so you're always going to say elephants in Denmark, and then everyone's going to think you're a genius. So the 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 way the way that they structured, I didn't even see this. Brett and Heather didn't even see this, and they're like. They're evolutionary statistician people. It's just amazing how you can fool everybody with such a simple, stupid trick. So if just basically, if you t- if you have a trial of anything, saline solution, even some or poison, it doesn't even matter what it is. And you and you see the the there's the vaccinated and there's the unvaccinated. And the vaccinated means 14 days after you you have the shot. And then anyone who gets sick within those 14 days they are considered unvaccinated. So you're shuttling all these people over from one vaccinated group to the other vaccinated group if they get sick. Otherwise, they're vaccinated. And then you, so you have this built-in bias of 14 days where uh, the it's going to look like if you make it the statistics, it doesn't matter what you're testing, you're going to have the same level of efficacy all the time, even if it's just salt water. That it looks like it looks like at the beginning there's like an 84% efficacy for the vaccinated group, even though it's placebo, and then that that efficacy, which is just a statistical hangover from the 14 day um, for the 14 day buffer, is going to wane for the first three to five months, and then they're going to say, oh, you know what, the efficacy is waning, and you need a booster. It's it it's the same de- elephants in Denmark trick, and that is what they've been doing to us, and it's like. My God, that that's the whole thing. But that, that's the here's 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 another thing that I want I wanted to to bring your attention to. Like, do you remember during the the, the height of the COVID thing? And they're like, well, fourteen days. You can't you can't uh, you're in quarantine for fourteen days, and and you and and be careful for fourteen days because it won't the protection won't come in for fourteen days or whatever it was. So like everyone had this thing, fourteen days, fourteen days. 14, it was like a mantra. It was. Uh, okay. And so then, then when you hear on the news, oh, the efficacy trials, well, 14 days after 14 days. And this is, and then, so we're normalized to it, but this was part of the trick, but it was the same thing. You know, do you remember during the AIDS epidemic when it first started getting popular or not popular, but like widespread and we were like, oh my God, AIDS, it's going to kill us all. And then, and then these, the, the mantra, do you remember the mantra back then? I'm a bit young for it, but what was okay, it? So, so the mantra was, and all the news stories, HIV the virus that causes AIDS 
Uh, when, whenever they said HIV, they wouldn't say HIV. They would say HIV, the virus that causes AIDS, blah, 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 blah. This is what we know. But they, it was a mantra so that you would automatically associate HIV with AIDS as if HIV is the cause to AIDS. And if you get HIV, you will get AIDS and there's nothing you can do about it. But that turned out not to be true either. Right. Because that that you just look for the mantra, look what they're repeating at you. And then you that's that's where the trick is. See, from the beginning, um, my analysis of it has always been, I guess, from a gut intuition level. And then I'll find out the science later. And also from this just inherent, I don't trust the government because I know governments lie. That's just the history of governments. So yeah. that, that yeah. that's but that's, that's my starting point for it. That's true. That's true. That's true, but but I'm saying hone in on it. You can you can find where the lie is actually buried if you oh. listen to the mantras. Yeah, no, that's well, that was it. Ours over here was hands, face, space was like one that was printed on everything. But what I was gonna say was I never watched um Brett and Heather, because to be honest, I'd turn it on and it would just be kind of dry for me, kind of dry analysis. I couldn't, it's not my area, but I trust that they are doing what needs to be done in that expert field. But in, if they are continually discovering like, oh, we didn't spot that and we didn't spot that. I'm not calling them idiots. What no, I'm saying definitely not. is that clearly there is a problem with the certification going and the way that people are awarded these qualifications because rogan at the moment is uh he's sparring with this peter hotez phd guy on twitter have you been watching this that oh yes hotez, yeah. hotez if we're talking about if we're talking about bad jews and good jews okay uh, this goes this 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 go, this goes back to to um to what's really going on here this is there's no jewish conspiracy to take over the world there is a civil war of jews against jews in the background of all of this stuff in all of history, Weinstein is on the right side. He's a, he's a good Jew, and Hotez is a bad one, and mm -hmm. they are opposites. Yes, but like yeah, and baked within this is like the word, the phrase PhD. If someone's got PhD at the end of their Twitter handle, that is just an enormous red flag to me now because it it pretty much says they're not actually that confident in what they're saying uh, well maybe not in all cases but so often it's being used the way a blue tick used to be what they would use as like this is why i know about climate this is why i know about gender this is why i know about viruses you know and now mm -hmm. to me it's just an enormous red flag but that places me in an odd position because i'm like well i don't know about everything but I, i'm stuck right. seeing nothing so there's there's one there's one uh, I haven't been able to put my finger on this guy, um, you know Peter McCullough, right? Yeah, yeah. Name. Of course, Peter McCullough. But okay, he's on the right side of things. But you listen to this guy speak. He's he's really full of himself. I'm sorry, and he 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 talks he talks about how all of his credentials, all of his published papers, how he's more senior than the other guy, and that might all be true. But like, it's it's distasteful to me. Not that I won't listen to him. I understand he's important and he's 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 with us. I got it. But so, some people, that's just what they're like. Yeah. Honestly, I think that that is a pattern I've seen. Like Bridgen, a lot of his interviews, he starts with the running order of his like credentials and all the amazing things he's done. And I'm like, well, you stood up really late in this fight. This is this is a guy that's supposedly the lone MP that's talking about this. And he's actually not, because I remember the names of ones that brought it up before. But I I, I think these... You know, all these systems are basically in free fall and they are hierarchies and ladders that you can climb. And I do see some opportunists. I see some people, that, quite frankly, contributed to this crisis by being an MP or a doctor who recommended the jab on TV or maybe the inventor of mRNA technology. It's like, ooh, yeah, Malone, you've got some work to do if you unleash this on the world. Um, yeah, well, M Malone Malone's been pretty good though. I mean, he he came out. He's he recommended turtles all the way down, and he 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 also admitted that no vaccine has been tested against placebo. He's he's I think Malone's kosher. Um, Brid Bridgen, I, like I'm impressed with him because he was kicked out of his party. So that's got to be something. I mean, 
Well, what I'm getting at is it's just, it's not black and white. And I'm having to come to terms with the idea that it's like shill, not shill. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. Someone might have a rabid ego and like, I should be quite a nasty person, but I think they're doing their bit in the jigsaw, right? Yeah. And, and I'm kind of having to put that aside because I, d- I do believe that the people that we're kind of seeing and they are fighting the battle, but they've they've risen up quite quite recently. I do think they're a different character to the people I've been meeting for the past three years. Okay, maybe maybe you're right. That could be true. Um, this is beyond my period. I don't my beyond my period. I I can't. I don't have this fine of a of um of a focus on exactly who's on what. You know, I'm just trying to do heuristics here right now. I know. I'm, I'm very, but I am. I've become recently interested in any inconsistencies with these people. I don't want to be an obsessive shill hunter or whatever it is, but mm. I like asking questions, and I don't really have a team other than me. So <laughs> if I see something that doesn't make sense, it doesn't matter if you're on team anti-lockdown i'm still gonna i'm still gonna talk about it right but yeah it's been awesome to chat today and i'm i hope it was like you know a bit more enjoyable than the last live stream you had um and i'm glad yeah, to be yeah. golden silver train as well yeah a good keep keep getting your coins um do it responsibly don't go into debt do it calmly do it um uh What's it called? Systematically and uh, and wisely, that's all. Nice one. Well, we'll chat soon, man. Great to chat. Yeah. Looking forward to it again.